Support for AHLA comes from Major Lindsay in Africa, the global leader in legal executive search. For nearly 40 years, they have helped health organizations, nonprofits, fortune-listed companies, and government agencies build strong, talented legal teams. For more information, visit mlaglobal.com. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, I'm Elizabeth Long, and I'm going to be uh, discussing uh, hiring to how to retain your legal talent in this current job market with Lisa Vanderkavy. So I will uh, let Lisa introduce herself, then I'll do the same, and we'll get started. Uh, hello, thank you for joining us today, and thank you to Elizabeth and to Major Lindsay in Africa for sponsoring this podcast today. Um, I have been the general counsel uh, for the Joint Commission now for six years, following over 30 years of experience working in-house uh, with healthcare systems. Uh, at the same time, I had the wonderful opportunity in my career to be an active member of the American Health Law Association, including serving on the board uh, for six years. And currently I chair the Fellows Coordinating Council. So uh, it just gets in your blood and it's a, it's a great way to have a lot of colleagues across the country. So I'm very happy to be here today. And uh, uh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for inviting me. Well, thank you for joining us, Lisa. And I'm, I'm Elizabeth Long. I am a managing director at Major Lindsay and Africa. I co-lead our in-house practice group in Philadelphia. And I focus on placing attorneys and compliance professionals at all levels in all industries, uh, including general counsels. And I have a great, great deal of experience placing attorneys and compliance professionals at healthcare organizations, life sciences, pharma, medical device, and biotechnology companies. Prior to being a recruiter, I was a litigator and shareholder at the law firm of Buchanan Ingersoll and Rooney for 16 years. So Lisa and I are excited to, to get started on our topic. Um, so, like I said, we're going to talk about how you can retain your legal talent in this uh, very busy and active job market. Right. Uh, that's absolutely true. So, Elizabeth, since you're the expert on hiring and we're talking about hiring and retaining today, uh, why don't you set the stage and help us understand what's happening in the hiring market? It really is quite dynamic now, isn't it? Yes. Um, it is the busiest we have ever seen it. Uh, it is, it's, it's pretty much crazy right now. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Yes, we are finding candidates are having multiple opportunities. Um, we are having to reach out to a larger number of candidates. Uh, it's very hard to, to close deals, quote unquote, mm -hmm. because candidates are having multiple offers, uh, which is kind of creating a, uh, a price waging war. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's particularly busy in the healthcare industry. Um, obviously, last year uh, was, was an anomaly, we, we hope, um, and certainly a tragedy with, with the pandemic. But certain industries uh, really actually fared quite well. And the healthcare industry, pharma industry, life sciences was one of those industries. So they remained busy last year, but it's even more busy now. And I suspect a lot of that is due to uh, positions that were put on hold during the, the pandemic that have now opened up. But we are seeing so that, this across the board. No, that's a really good point because as I talk to some of my colleagues, the question is, why is it so busy right now? Why is all the hiring going on right now? 
Yes, and it's and it's not just in-house. Also, the law firms mm-hmm. are involved in this in this competitive market, and we're finding that law firms are offering associates very large retention mm-hmm. bonuses, and and it's very difficult for our in-house clients to to keep up with that and and compete with it. So you really just need to go out there, hit the pavement, and you just have to find the right candidate at the right time. Wow, it's, it's a tough market. And I guess on the other side of the coin, uh, as being general counsel for a large national organization, we have a great team. We have a great team of attorneys that uh, uh, we've worked very hard to uh, develop and into great professionals that I'm very proud of. And it's been a really difficult year to manage um, the, with all the changing legal issues um, and uh, certainly the concern of losing your key talent is also a primary issue for a general counsel. And uh, as I've been thinking about this, uh, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is that you, as a general counsel or a managing attorney, you really just have to slow down. Right now, we've been going at such a fast pace, but slow down, look up and pause and think about who are your key talent and how are you gonna retain them? Um, and you sometimes have to do it a little bit differently than what you might have done in the past, uh, similar to trying to manage COVID issues. Have to do it a little bit differently because the environment has changed. So some of the things that I have thought about and have actually implemented that might be helpful uh, to our listeners on this podcast uh, would be to actually partner with your HR department. Uh, talk to your HR department about the fact that the market is changing and see if they'd be willing to do uh, quarterly salary surveys. I think it's really critical that you have a benchmark so you know that you know whether or not your salaries are current, are they at market, especially when a market that's changing so quickly. And the last thing you want to do is find out that the market's changed because you've lost a key talent on your staff. Uh, Some other ideas might be uh, professional development plans, which are specifically tailored uh, to each attorney, offering remote work. We hear a lot about remote work these days, but it's also being flexible. Uh, The needs of our professionals that work with us are very different today than they were two years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, for that matter. And also, it's it's so critical that the attorneys uh, have meaningful work. Sometimes when you're in-house, you feel like you're doing the same thing day in, day out. And it's really critical as a managing attorney to make sure that each of the attorneys are getting the type of work that really jazzes them up every day, that makes them want to be a part of the team. And then lastly, another idea uh, that we've implemented is a leadership development program. Uh, On one side of the coin is the professional development as an attorney. The other side is, do you have those soft skills? Do you have the leadership skills? So we are in the, in the midst of how our whole department is, has a leadership development program. So we have sessions on executive presence and then also sessions on uh, presentation skills uh, and practicing those skills. So how do you present to a board that's different than presenting to uh, a department? So those are some ideas that uh, I've thought about, implemented, And maybe those will be helpful for any one of you when you begin to look at your team and what options might be available to retain them. You know, I've talked a lot, Elizabeth, are you seeing some of those uh, retention activities across the country? 
Yes, definitely. And I think what you're doing, Lisa, makes complete sense. And it's really addressing the issues that are driving candidates to move on to other opportunities. Um, one thing we hear all the time is they want to be somewhere where there are opportunities for upward mobility. So, you know, the fact that you are talking to your folks about those opportunities um, and also talking to them about what they want um, and, and kind of helping them to create individual professional development plans. Because sometimes, you know, not everybody wants to necessarily become a general counsel someday, mm -hmm. but, but to help them uh, feel comfortable where they are and feel like they are, are getting the experience they want and need and are remaining challenged and engaged. And then for those who, who ultimately do want to be a general counsel, um, as we know, a general counsel is, is a generalist, right? So, um, and sometimes in in-house legal departments, depending on how you're structured, people kind of get siloed or get or get mm -hmm. stuck in one lane. Mm -hmm. um, and so, to the extent that you can help those folks expand out, find them other opportunities. Mm -hmm. You know, it might not necessarily be a move, quote unquote, up in the company, but mm -hmm. maybe move over maybe to another division where they can develop a, a, another skill set. Um, and that's, you know, one of the, the key things we, we hear from candidates when, well, when they're, when they're considering leaving. Um, mm -hmm. I just wanted to comment on, on the remote situation. Um, well, thank you. I, I'd like to hear your, your perspective <laughs> on a national level. Thank sure. You. You know, I think when we all went into the pandemic, we were wondering really, you know, what was going to happen afterwards. And I think for a while we were thinking, gee, is everything going to go remote? Um, but, you know, as with most things, it's, it's, it's not usually all remote or all in person. I think what we're seeing from the majority of our clients is just flexibility. So mm -hmm. allowing employees to kind of work on that hybrid model. Um, you know, kind of rearranging what days people will be in the office. You know, maybe you have your weekly team meeting on a certain day and that's the day that everybody comes in. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing kind of those maybe two to three days in the office, uh, you know, two to three days from home. Mm -hmm. but, but with that said, we are seeing employers too who are saying 100% remote is fine, just travel mm -hmm. to headquarters. Right. Um, and we are still seeing folks that, that are saying, you know, we need you in the office five days a week. And it, it depends on, on the company culture and, and the business. Uh, but in terms of retaining your talent and recruiting talent, you will have a much broader candidate pool if you are open to some kind of flexibility. Um, and then on top of that, in light of this competitive market, you know, if, if somebody has an arrangement where they can be flexible, where they can work from home a couple days a week, um, they're not likely going to want to change and, mm -hmm. and have to go back into the office. So that's something that, that doesn't cost you anything financially, uh, but if it would work with the culture of your company, that is, that is a great thing to, to be able to offer folks. You know, that's a really good uh, point, Elizabeth. Uh, you touched on culture. Are you seeing any of the candidates uh, talk about culture and about changes in the culture now that uh, we are still in the midst of the pandemic and how that's impacted their careers? Yes, yes. I mean, I, I think with with most positions, um, there's there's your substantive skill set and then that interpersonal cultural fit. 
Um, and it's one thing to find the substance, but at the end of the day, for both employers and I think candidates, it comes down to the culture and that interpersonal fit. Um, so I, I think it, it signals something to a candidate um, when, when you're requiring them to, to be there five days a week. Um, and that, you know, and that works for a lot of people and that's the way it has been for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just going to kind of depend on that candidate and, and of course, what, what really works for you. Right, right. So when a candidate, uh, I find it very fascinating. So if a candidate accepts a position in a new organization and uh, they're remote, how do they handle the onboarding? Or, that's prob- or is that something you, you, you don't get involved with? I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, we we don't usually get involved right. in that, but we have been hearing what our what our clients have been doing, and and it's actually interesting. I remember mm-hmm. right when we went down in, into lockdown, I was working on a search, and and the general counsel said, "There's no way that I can mm-hmm. hire someone for this person without meeting them in person." Mm-hmm. But then, of course, we saw how long this this dragged on, mm-hmm. and sure enough, <laughs> they were able yeah. to hire someone. Um, but that's something that we also we talk to candidates about. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I think after being in this for for over a year, um, candidates and clients have gotten more used to that. So um, you know everything's by Zoom, but I think clients do their best to integrate that individual. So mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of meetings. It's it's a nice lot of, um, you know, kind of informal coffee talk meetings. Um, but it, you know, yes, it is, it is challenging, but we have seen mm-hmm. it, you know, folks, folks adapt. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, the, ch- the t- environment is so different and it's changed that uh, you probably see a lot of creative activity going on uh, within law departments. And uh, uh, one of the things that I've heard is that sometimes the searches are faster because people aren't traveling. Are, are you seeing in some occasions that Zoom, utilization of Zoom for interviews has uh, expedited the process? Yes, yes, I, I think so. Particularly from the candidate standpoint, in most, most of the candidates have you know, current jobs and it's a little mm-hmm. easier if you're, if you're working from home to, to take a Zoom meeting um, mm-hmm. as opposed to if you're back in the office, then you kind of have to make sure that you either can hide in a conference room <laughs> or, or maybe if you can work work from home that day. So mm-hmm. I think that part of the process is, is quicker. Um, one thing we have been noticing is that uh, once we pass the torch, if you will, to our clients to start internal sure. interviews with candidates, that process um, has seemed to be taking a bit longer these days. Okay. I suspect some of that is it's it's the summer right now, so right. you have vacation schedules. But everyone just seems so incredibly busy these days, and particularly yes. in your industry, mm-hmm. it changes every day, right? <laughs> right, right, and that's why I, I was think as I thought about this, it's you have to slow down. Uh, we're moving at such a clip because of the law changing so rapidly every day, um, uh, both federal, state, you have to slow down and really stop and think about uh, the people on your team and make sure they know they're appreciated and, uh, and make sure that uh, connection is made because uh, we don't have the opportunity to walk outside your office and say, hey, how you doing today? 
you have to make that happen. So purposely uh, uh, pick up the phone or uh, make a call through Zoom or by Skype and just check in on the person. And uh, it's just a different style, a different culture uh, forced by the environment. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I mean, are there things that you have implemented in your department um, that, that have helped with that during this time? Or have you had to, to onboard anyone um, in the past year or so? Oh, that's a good question. Elizabeth, knock on wood, fortunately, haven't had to onboard any attorneys. We've been so able to retain <laughs> so far, so good. Keeping my fingers crossed. We just have an amazing team. I'm, I'm just so honored to work with so many great attorneys. Um, but, you know, we work hard together and we work hard at having fun uh, in the midst of the work. Uh, so we've had virtual baby showers. Uh, we've had virtual birthdays. Uh, we have uh, started out every day. We were having touch base calls just so I could share with everyone what was happening. We are now at uh, three times a week. We have a touch base call. Uh, sometimes we just talk about uh, our vacation. Sometimes we uh, we talk about what happened at the officers meeting that morning or what the new position of the organization is. And then uh, once every two weeks, uh, we actually have a department meeting with a set agenda and we do around the table. So people can share what projects they're working on, talk about if they need help with a project, uh, reach out to uh, members of the team and share uh, what they're doing. Uh, so we've developed uh, some formal, informal channels. And then uh, bi-weekly, uh, I meet one-on-one -on -one with everyone and uh, take an hour or sometimes 30 minutes and uh, just ask the basic questions. Uh, do you need anything? Do you want anything? Can I help you with anything? Can I do anything better? And uh, we have gotten into a rhythm. And I find that uh, uh, many times, uh, I get interesting, complex questions, and many times they're uh, not so complex. But on the flip side, some days I'll have an issue that comes up, and rather than send an email, I just, we use Skype, I just make a Skype call and say, hey, this issue just came up, will you talk to me about it, help me understand what your position would be. And uh, so it, it depends on what the message is. So we've sort of built a combination of a structured conversation and then also a, a informal conversation. And uh, so far uh, we, uh, we work hard and uh, we try to have a little fun at the same time too. So that's great. Yeah. It's just, I think it just takes more touch points. And, mm -hmm. and one thing also that you said earlier about, you know, helping to develop your talent on what I'll, I'll put in air quotes, uh, the soft skills. Mm -hmm. um, that's really important too, mm -hmm. because I think I think folks forget about that. Um, I think we kind of get so focused on the legal technical side mm -hmm. of it. But as you progress, those interpersonal skills are so key. And you know what I find most of our clients are looking for are attorneys who are not mm -hmm. just legal mm -hmm. tactician. They're business right. advisors, they're proactive. And all of that, in order to be an effective advisor, you have to be able to develop mm -hmm. those relationships. And so I think those soft skill trainings are, are very important. Um, and also what you had said before, um, focusing on mm -hmm. right. communications, uh, because there is a level of gravitas mm -hmm. and polish that has to be there. Um, so I think, I think that that's wonderful that, mm -hmm. that you're offering those because 
I, I don't think we got that in law school. <laughs> well, I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's so critical in our development. Uh, I'm very grateful to the time that I've had with the Health Law Association because I've been able to do so many presentations and travel uh, throughout the country. And uh, those opportunities just aren't there right now. And um, as, uh, as professionals, we need people as mentors to reach out and help us develop those skills. And it has to be in an environment that's safe, uh, an environment that you feel comfortable communicating, but understanding that who you're talking to may change how you communicate. And certainly you're right, uh, how you communicate at a board meeting is different than how I'm gonna communicate in a department meeting. Um, and it's based upon the expectations of the person you're talking to. Because certainly as a lawyer, you're trying to deliver a message. And uh, depending on who the audience is, that message has to be delivered differently. And if we were in the office full time, we would have an opportunity to uh, take individuals to meetings with us. And we have to make that happen now. Uh, we really have to make the effort to give the attorneys the opportunity to present to a wide range of groups and make sure they're getting those opportunities to develop their career um, uh, during this difficult period of time. Yeah, that's that's a crucial skill set that our clients look for is the ability to effectively mm -hmm. communicate with different personality types mm -hmm. and employees at all levels. And you know, we, we can't get into our legalese with right. everyone. We have to just right. split <laughs> and 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 really make sure that the communication is, is geared towards the audience. And, and I think all of us are at different points in our careers. I, you know, it looks like you made a big career change well, when you went over to Major Lindsay in Africa. And, and uh, that's great. Uh, and I think we're all looking for opportunities to grow all the time. And uh, I always look for opportunities to grow. And, and I learn as much from, our, from the team as, as I'm sure they learn from me. Uh, it's a continuous learner loop. And uh, I always appreciate the feedback so that I can improve on what I'm doing every day also. So um, it really has to be a team effort. Well, I think you'd be a dream general counsel to work oh. with. <laughs> you are too kind. <laughs> I do love what I do. And uh, I, I, we have a terrific team and uh, I just uh, want to continue to provide the best services we can to our, our, our client, our customer, the Joint Commission. Well, wonderful. Um, Lisa, any, any other points uh, for, for today? Uh, no, I think that's, uh, I think we've covered uh, quite a bit of uh, area. I just uh, want to take a moment and thank all of our healthcare workers. I think we'll all be forever uh, indebted with gratitude and, and gratitude to the healthcare lawyers that are supporting those healthcare workers. Uh, I realize uh, you're working a lot of hours and I want to thank you for that. So Elizabeth, how about you? Do you have any parting I, comments I, for I, the I audience? Your sentiments. I mean, we're so grateful to, to all of the healthcare workers and all of the healthcare organizations and, um, and everyone that supports them. So of course, including the attorneys. Well, again, uh, thank you to Major Lindsay in Africa. Uh, I appreciate this opportunity to chat today. And I hope the audience had as much fun as we did today. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, 
Be sure to subscribe to AHLA Speaking of Health Law wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about AHLA and the educational resources available to the health law community, visit AmericanHealthLaw.org.